All right, welcome to Extremely Live. My name is uh, Micah Rock and Roll, and I am here today with the one and only Dingo, creator of the smash hit webcomic, Scoob and Shag. 51 plus million views on Webtoon, 300,000 plus subscribers, a uh, a pristine 9.77 rating. Uh, this thing's uh, this thing's a, a hit, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a surprise to me too. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Well, let's uh, let's start by getting to know you. Uh, we don't know each other. I just reached out, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you were gracious enough to uh, to agree to uh, a quick interview. Uh, so um, let's start with uh, where you're from. Uh, where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in in South Florida originally. I uh, lived there pretty much my whole life. Um, went to school there, um, and then it dropped out. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, basically, when I was like 21, I decided, "Fuck it, why don't I just move to New York?" You know. Uh, so I had some friends that lived up here. They were nice enough for me to to stay with them. And then I came, lived up here. Um, I actually I actually started Scoob and Shag before I, I moved here. Um, which is funny because now it's what I do for a living. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, I've been here in, in New York about eight years now. Um, you know, started off, I was literally a dog walker before I started doing Soup and Shag full time. Um, and yeah, here I am. I've been doing that ever since. Very cool, man. Very cool. Um so yeah, let's talk about the the beginnings. So I I mm-hmm. did some some googling, and I, I think I saw a quote from you saying you it was originally just like as a like a fun bit between your friends, um, which is which is great. Did you go to art school by any chance? I'm just curious. No, I did not. Uh, I I took a lot of art classes like in high school, hmm. um, and then I I went to college for like two years before dropping out, and then that was pretty much it. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it started out as I guess is just like a fun thing to do with your friends. Like, uh, yeah, just fill me in on that. Like, what 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 was what was the impetus? Like, yeah. Uh, so it started. Um, well, we started posting around 2014, so I want to say that's around when it started. Uh, but it was literally just like me and my two other friends. We would get on Skype because before like Discord existed, um, and we would just like do like the voices of scooby and shaggy just like <laughs> rook off raggy like yeah. uh and then we we started drawing some of like the jokes that we had made and then we just like made a tumblr post tumblr like page about it we started posting them on tumblr and then it was just kind of steamrolled from there that's awesome so what year what year is this like when did this start like it sounds like so it started on the tumblr uh, yeah. i noticed like a lot of the early ones have the tumblr link at the bottom yeah, yeah. 2014 uh, is when it started. Okay, cool. When we started posting it on Tumblr, yeah. And then did you like did you see like an an immediate like reaction or was it like a slow build or I don't want to say it was immediate. It was definitely more of a slow build. Mm-hmm. There was like one or two that had gotten like a lot of like reblogs and like a lot of likes. I'm pretty sure it was like the the one where Scooby's in the van and he's just holding the middle finger up. Right. Like that one and like one other one, I think those those two just kind of blew up, and that's when people started finding out about the page more. Um, and then I think um, I don't know if you know uh, ProZD. No, what's that? No, uh, Sungwon. He's a he's a YouTuber. He does a lot of videos. He's a voice actor. Gotcha. Um, he also got got really huge on Tumblr. Um, he did a lot of like voicing comics on Tumblr. Huh. Um, and by chance, he he voiced one of my comics, and that I think attributed a lot to. It kind of picking up gotcha that's cool i like i like hearing when people just had like this organic thing happen that's that's cool mm-hmm. um very cool you mentioned the uh the the comic with um scooby flipping uh flipping the bird at like the unseen cops yeah uh, i actually wrote down a note that that's that that's the start of your serialization because like the next one he references like the cops that were in the previous one and like yeah, yeah. before that it was like uh <laughs> like one-off gags so i guess that leads me to my next question like 
it started off there was about i think 17 of them are just mm. initially just like set up punchline uh kind of surrealist uh uh gags i would say and yeah. then uh, and then you started uh introducing more cartoon characters and like making it more of a uh, serialized story um was that like a conscious decision or did that happen like naturally just like out of just ex- fucking around with your friends or um, I wish I, I wish I could say it was planned, but it hundred <laughs> percent wasn't. Uh, but it was a conscious decision to just be like, so when we had originally started it, it was just like, we were just doing it for fun. We were just posting these comics on Tumblr and when we just kind of stopped doing it for a, for a while. And then uh, a few years later, I was like, you know, these things are still pretty popular. You know, I have like an audience here. Am I like, it'd be a shame to just kind of let it go. (laughs) Um, And so I was like, wouldn't it be really funny if it was just like, I slowly like integrated like a, like a continuity to these comics and like (laughs) slowly developed a plot. Um, And that was pretty much it. It was just like, I don't know. It would be funny if I just did this. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. It does feel like. You do a good job of like turning it into a story, but it does feel reverse engineered in a funny way. Like, yeah. like, uh, like, like a lot of the punchlines in the early ones is uh, Scoob just like picks up a gun out of nowhere, and it's like he's vaguely <laughs> threatening people with this gun, and then that becomes like part of his uh, ballyhoo, uh, yeah. <laughs> like later later on, uh, which is your version of like I don't know, like Dragon Ball Z powers or Naruto mm-hmm. or. Uh, um, Oh, it's the other one, uh, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, like yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, that's great. That's really, really cool. Because you're very good at like, that's the other thing I noticed as I was rereading. You're really good at like planting the seed of like the the changes that are about to come. Like that's what makes me wonder, I'm like, how much, like, are you like thinking of like three strips at a time and then like right, making three, like, uh, like the story for three? three strips at a time so that you're kind of planting the seed for what's coming up. Or are you just naturally like, I'm going to vaguely hint at like that there's going to be fights. And then the next one, there's like full on manga anime fights or. Yeah. I, I get this question a lot on whether or not like a lot of it is pre-planned. Um, and I want to say it's a mix of both. There's, there's kind of a general plot that I do have like planned out, but I like to kind of, wing it a lot and sort of mm. make stuff up on like on the spot um um a lot of a lot of really famous like manga creators like the creator of dragon ball like they've all admitted they just made stuff up like the week they're supposed to post that totally. that comic that week um which i think has a lot of benefits because then you can kind of just like you can like gauge audience reactions like you can see how people are reacting to things and it'd be like oh, okay wouldn't it be really funny if i did this and that's how they would react to that um so it gives me a lot of freedom to kind of like bend the story around um but as far as planning things yeah like i i do have like a like an idea of where things are gonna go at least cool yeah like you can like you like you very uh expertly like sprinkle in the genre shifts before they like fully Mm. happen like like um like the, I feel like the first body horror reveal of like that disgusting shaggy like melted face uh, yeah. What is it? It's uh, number twenty-seven for people uh, checking your your stuff out. It's like this Junji Ito style, like <laughs> like just total like face melting creepazoid moment. But like you 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 like sort of were shifting into horror like three or four uh, comics before then, like slowly but surely, like it's like oh we're entering a haunted house, but like it's still like silly and and like comedy like, but you're just very good at like slowly setting the tone and then like making this big shift that uh you don't see coming but then you kind of realize it was coming the whole time in a weird way like even though it's like not fully planned out it's like you're 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 telegraphing it in a very yeah good, good way even with yeah, like the, oh go ahead sorry oh, sorry i was just gonna mention the like the horror tone shift that that was definitely a little bit planned just because it was like it's scooby-doo so it kind of felt right to kind of lead into like something horror related but i think it was just like i was really into horror at the time like Mm. i was reading a lot of jinji ito i was watching a lot of horror movies and i was just like really in that mood and i was like i want to draw horror stuff same thing when it kind of turns into like shonen anime it's the same thing i was just like really into that stuff so i was like that's what i want to draw right now so that's what i'm gonna do that's great yeah like that that that's the other moment i I wrote down as like this cool 
kind of precursor shift. You have like, it's like, uh, what is it? It's M- Mickey and uh, uh, Kermit and um, and uh, uh, Shaggy are, are uh, they, the, what is his name? Barney Rubble. He like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. like he turns into the big monster and then there's like, like the first like action panel of like an explosion. And then there's like, what I'm assuming is like a, a Akira reference of them the like Akira slide. slide yeah. yeah, the Akira <laughs> slide. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Now we're now we're shifting into into manga. Um yeah, it's it's very it's just very well done and really, really impressive. And I, I wanna compliment you on that. Uh it's just Thank like you. yeah, it's it's it feels it feels more planned than I think you're 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 saying it is. Uh, which is which is cool. Like that's a good that's a good trick you've pulled off to make it feel yeah. kind of seamless and like it, that, that's very cool. I'm actually reading. Um, uh, I just finished the book by I can't remember his name, but it's the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure guy. He wrote a basically how to how to write manga book. And oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I've read like a little bit about it, and I've been wanting to to read it's, it. It's pretty good. There's some good advice in there um, for just just getting people excited and interested and a mm. lot of he says a lot of what you're saying like he admits he kind of has a vague idea of the ending and then just makes it up as he goes right um he talks a lot about just like doing whatever he's interested in but also like you're saying you you're kind of gauging the audience reaction and then going from there and i guess in those shonen jumps they have like um like like review cards or something that they mm. go out with all of them so like the writer or the the readers can like say what they liked and they they like they react off of those and like yeah you know like just go with what the audience is like into basically so it's smart yeah you're, you're basically a, a mangaka as they say <laughs> I, I mean yeah uh, that's pretty much what it is uh, and I, I think the internet as well makes it like a huge difference because I can literally just like read the comments and see what people are saying and just get that feedback like instantly, you know, that's really smart. That's really, really smart. Um, that's very cool. Uh, I wrote down a bunch of stuff. Um, the powerful shaggy meme, like that became like a whole thing. Were you feeding into that? Did you inspire that? Like what, what, what was that? Like, I definitely, I didn't start it. Um, I remember when like it, it kind of blew up and it was around the same time like I was making the comic. Yeah, it was um, like it must be a, a, a zeitgeist thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it, it wasn't even my intention when I made like like the blue, like the cyan shaggy, mm. like when he got that power up. Like it wasn't even like like I wasn't even thinking of Ultra Instinct Shaggy when that happened. Mm. It was just kind of felt like well, what I wanted to do in the story. Um, and, and all this stuff was just kind of happening at the same time. And so like when I started posting it, all the comments were just like, Oh my God, ultra, 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 shaggy, ultra, ultra shaggy. <laughs> that's so funny. I feel like, like those memes in your comic, like there, there's like a direct line from that to like that Nickelodeon fighting game with like a super yes. Saiyan style shaggy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're, you've like influenced the culture in this weird way. That's yeah. I, I would think, yeah. I, I remember seeing the, 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 the trailer for that game and thinking like, Oh man, it would have been really cool if like I had some kind of like little influence in the people that like you know you made did. that you know you did <laughs> you think so I don't know I think so oh for sure for sure like it's it it feels like like a direct like inspiration for sure um, maybe maybe if they put like a skin in the game yeah. <laughs> my version of Shaggy then I'll believe with one arm and glowing <laughs> yeah blue. exactly yeah that's hilarious um so that's cool so. You, you started on Tumblr. You, you, you had a few like um, big viral moments where like big people were, were kind of sharing it and riffing on your stuff. Um, did you how early on did you move to Webtoon? Is that like your main vehicle for it now? Yeah. Uh, when I started, I think, doing Subin Shag, I, th- I want to say before I started doing it like full time, um, I moved to Webtoon because uh one it just seemed like the the platform was really kind of like blowing up at the time and two they had like uh a system in place for like getting ad revenue and stuff like that so that's cool you know when i was putting posting it on tumblr i was basically just posting it for free not really making anything off of it um but now with webtoons you know they have that direct connection with patreon also and like Mm. and with the ad revenue it was much much better for like getting like a, like a, like a platform to kind of lift off and make it like a, 
like a living off of it. That's cool. What what year did you switch? Do you know? I Vaguely. don't remember exactly. I want to say like 20, 20, 2017, 2018, maybe around there. I feel like I became aware of Webtoon probably a couple of years after that. I, I, I didn't really know about it until later on. I don't, I don't know what it must be that I think I saw ads for it on Instagram or something. Yeah. Um, I remember when I, when I first joined it, I, I just saw a lot of other creators, like other webcomic creators also posting on there. And like, I, I just thought it was just like a popular like website at the time. And now they have like billboards and like advertisements all over New York and stuff, which is yeah. pretty crazy. What's that? Lore Olympus is like some crazy, it's like super yeah. popular, I guess. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is a kind of a cool platform. I see a lot of people like talking about it at, uh, on like YouTube and, you know, everyone's like butthurt about certain stuff about it, I guess. But like still, it's it's pretty cool that you can like get get an audience there. Yeah. Um, so let's 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 go back a little bit. You're talking about like making comics with your friends. Like, is this something you did a lot? Like, were you just like making weird web comics all day? Like what what? Was this your first um, webcomic or? Like, honestly, in? this is my first, like, serious webcomic. Like, right. I, I've done, like, a little thing. Like, like I've, you know, I've drawn my whole life. And I I did, like, a few comics, like, for fun. Like, I remember I posted on Tumblr. It was just, like, it was basically a parody of JoJo, but with, like, me and my friends. And instead of, like, the stand powers, we fought with our butts. And, like, our butts <laughs> had, like, different abilities. And it was really stupid and really short-lived. But I, I think, like that kind of like did play into like sort of like inspiring my idea with scoob and shag um just kind of getting my hand at like that like manga like shonen anime kind of style yeah you're really good at it man it's impressive i was actually going to ask also like is this your first like serious writing project because the like despite the 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 craziness and like the reverse engineered nature of it it's pretty well done like it actually feels like a real story which is cool and it yeah feel, it mean... feels like you're a real fan of like shown in and manga in general like you're you're aware of the tropes and can like mess with them in a cool way yeah i mean i i never considered myself a writer like before this like at all i i was just considering myself an artist um but i mean a lot of the story of scoob and shag is just like inspiration from like stuff i like just other anime movies and books and stuff like that and it's just uh like, yeah, I don't know how else to describe it other than that it's just, like, a lot of things that I like. It's yeah. just I'm just trying to have fun and write something that I like that I would like to read. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I never considered myself a writer before this. And then up until recently, I was like, yeah, you know what? I am a writer. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely are. Like, it's cool the way you, you, you know, you take these established characters and you're you're kind of giving them new personalities like 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 the people the way we know them is like they're acting you know right. like but you know you know we're seeing the real them quote unquote and they all have like these very unique distinct personalities that uh definitely is uh i can imagine not easy to do um yeah it's very very cool like you you're just very good at it man like uh yeah thanks i, I mean i feel like uh that whole idea of that you don't really know who they are like behind the camera quote unquote mm -hmm. is like it gives a lot to play with because i can just make the character like the polar opposite of how they are on their <laughs> show um or i can make them exactly how they are on their show and it, and it kind of just like i don't know it gives a lot of freedom to kind of make the characters my own yeah totally like they do feel like your characters like i mm -hmm. i understand you know like that i'm having like uh, there's like kind of like an instant familiarity, obviously, because they're just like all like iconic right. cartoon characters. But mm -hmm. like the, I, I identify them as your like characters in this story, which is cool. It's a good trick you've pulled off. Yeah. <laughs> um, very cool. So eventually you it looks like you uh, you brought on other people to help with the drawing. That's pretty cool. I've never seen that before. Um, yeah. Uh, so I started the comic actually with, with two of my other friends. Um, Jen, who's a, who's a good friend of mine, we do like conventions and stuff together. Um, she, I eventually brought her on to do a lot of like the, the coloring and the like um, editing for the comic, just to kind of help speed up the process a little bit, because um, I was doing everything by myself, and so bringing her on board definitely like, um, 
pick help pick up the pace, but also you know having someone to work with helps a lot. Yeah, it's totally. like ideas off of or like someone someone who can tell me, hey, this looks weird. You should change this <laughs> or like you should change edit this a little bit. And I was like, oh, okay, it, like it was good to have like that feedback, but also someone to like I don't know be in this with me. You know, totally. Yeah, it it is helpful to have someone kind of keep you excited about it or, or, or like honest with your time with it or something like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to stay motivated um, alone. That's for sure. Um, so the art style, I feel like upgrades as you go, even before you're bringing in mm. other people. Um, I, I wrote down, where did I, where did I put this? I, uh, I said, uh, oh yeah, here we go. Number 51, your true power level as an artist is revealed in panel, <laughs> in panel 10. Your art is good in the beginning, like straight off. Like it's, it's very iconic, and, but it, it, it definitely feels like you're drawing very fast. Like you're, you're like just mm-hmm. kind of throwing it out there without thinking about it. And then all of a sudden you get to here and it's like the lines have like this awesome, like crispness to them and almost like they're carved kind of with like these sharp mm-hmm. edges and just looks really, really cool. And just like the, the, the shading on the jaw here is cool. Like just has this awesome feeling. Um, I guess my question is like, were you capable of this from the beginning? You just didn't have time or, or did your, your skills like upgrade that much by doing 51 comics? Uh, I want to say it's a, it's a little of both. Um, I definitely like, I've gotten comments where people are like, wow, I didn't know, like, uh, he learned to draw from doing Scoob and Shag. <laughs> like, I've, I've known to draw the whole time. It's just, like, the, the original couple of comics were bad, like, on purpose. Like, it was right. literally, like, like me trying to make it look dumb and silly on purpose. Totally. And um, that, that, that's not to say I thought they were bad. Like, I could tell you yeah. have skill. It's just, like, it's, I mean, there's just, like, a huge difference between that first one of, like, Scoob puking on himself to this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you, you know, it, it's, I definitely had a lot of experience beforehand, but also doing this comic has taught me so much, like, yeah, um, having to draw panels, you know, so like 20 panels at a time, um, has definitely made me like, you know, faster at drawing, but also learn like shortcuts and like, mm. um, learn a lot about like paneling and like, even like anatomy doing line art and stuff like that. Totally. Yeah. I, I also draw plus part of why I wanted to talk to you is I just wanted to kind of get to know your process and stuff. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting to me. Um, and I started, uh, once you sit down to like try and make a comic, you realize you only know what you've been, you know, drawing up to that point. And it's like, Oh, now that mm. I have to draw a living room, I've never drawn a living room before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the fun part about it is that you yeah. get to like experiment. Like it's like, I try to challenge myself by being like, oh, I have to draw this thing I've never drawn before. But, you know, now's the time to, to learn how to draw it. Totally. Yeah, it is like a cool process. Like, and, and the reason why I was asking, like, like, like upgrade of skills, because it does feel like from the I, I've been like messing around with like one or two pager comics. Um, mm-hmm. And like by the time I got to the last panel, I like wanted to redraw the first panel because I kind of like got more of a feel for the characters of how I wanted them to look like it's just it's wild how improvement once you force yourself to do something you're 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 kind of you force yourself to improve in a weird way yeah and I mean obviously my child my style has changed a lot like even looking back at this like my style I feel now is completely different and Mm. That's the thing. It's like I feel like it's a constantly evolving kind of thing, totally. and doing this has let me like experiment with different styles. So like, I've even been considering in the few, in the, like a couple, like upcoming episodes to kind of change the style a little bit. So you do shift styles a lot, in like in in a fun way, like kind of like how like like even in manga, how like you know it'll be like a seriously drawn action thing and then they'll like someone mm-hmm. will be silly and all of a sudden they'll be like a, a like a weird cartoon version of themselves yeah you know? like <laughs> it kind of has that feel of like you like experimenting and having fun and and just changing shit up as you go yeah that's like, really uh, the whole point is to just kind of experiment and do something different to keep it fresh you know totally like this is your latest one the style's mm-hmm. definitely changed yet again um i'm also curious what this is going to be this is kind of a cool weird shift you do these big 
shifts I've noticed, like where you bring in like uh, when uh, Shag uh, started working at the, I don't remember what it was called, but basically McDonald's, the McDonald's or whatever it is. Like suddenly you're introducing these new characters that feel like part of the, the world is expanded. Like he's living in Brooklyn. Like you do these big, like huge shifts of, of the story and then bring it back or, or like, um, like take a break from the action stuff, but then you like incorporate the new stuff back into the main storyline in like a very cool way. So I'm excited to see, uh, how you do that with this, uh, evil, uh, train, creepy train thing you've got going on here. Yeah. I mean this, this kind of, you know, a little short kind of spinoff moment. And, and the way you mentioned that part with Chag also in New York, it was just kind of me wanting to kind of ground the comic a little bit more because obviously it's very over the top. It's like very ridiculous at times. <laughs> so to kind of give it those like kind of grounded moments, I also got a lot of inspiration from like movies. So like the way I, I panel stuff a lot is kind of how I picture like almost storyboarded if I were to do like a, like a movie. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, I like doing those like big like setup shots or those like, where things kind of just like slow down and you get to like see a lot of the like the daily life kind of stuff just to kind of so when you get to those those big ridiculous moments there's kind of like a like a there's like an up and down you know totally i like the um you had a couple of them uh where the like the the backgrounds and even the characters were like done in like a really painterly way like mm-hmm. uh with less line art and more just like painting in the with the grayscale or whatever it looks awesome mm-hmm. um it's very very cool. Uh, let's see here. What else I got to ask you? I got all these questions written down here. Um, I already asked you about drawing duties uh, between you and your partner there. Um, I guess like when did you know that like this was a thing you that that like had legs and like was exciting? You sort of talked about it where you were like, why mm-hmm. why let this audience go to waste after taking a break? Mm-hmm. Um, like, did you, like, you're saying that you, uh, it sounds like you, this is your main gig. Like you don't have a job, like this is your job now. Yeah. This is, this is what I do full time right now. Um, that's awesome. So like, yeah, when, when you had that realization, like, was that in the back of your mind? Did you think that was even possible or. I mean, I definitely didn't think I would be doing it full time when I started it or even when I decided to like continue it. Uh, like I said, I mentioned there was a time where we stopped working on it and I was like, you know, I can't let this audience go to waste. That let me keep going with it. And, and it, at that time, it was still it was still just like a hobby. It was still something I was doing for fun mm. to kind of you know like build an audience and like keep up you know people that had become fans at that point. Um, and then um, yeah, even still, and when I decided to to move it to Webtoon, when I started to start the Patreon, um it still was just kind of something I was doing on the side while I was doing like other jobs. Like I mentioned, I was dog walking literally before I, <laughs> it got to that point where like the, the webtoon and the Patreon had gone, I was making enough where I could like quit my dog walking job and, and just do this full time. That's great. That's very, very cool. Yeah. I, I just noted, I noted like, uh, uh, there's like a, like a number 86. I wrote Patreon explosion. Cause all of a sudden there's just like, five minutes mm-hmm. of scrolling through all these <laughs> doodles of your Patreon subscribers. Um, that's very cool. Um, have you heard of, uh, value for value? Have you heard of this concept? No, I don't think so. So it's, it started in, uh, podcasting, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you, um, where it's essentially like, cause I noticed like a couple times, uh, you, you like wrote like directly to the audience, like, Hey, support this. If you want to see more, <laughs> like things are getting crazy, uh, which I totally understand. Uh, <laughs> I was, uh, I've been there for sure. Um, oh, yeah. but, uh, yeah, this, it, the idea is like going directly to your audience without any middlemen, like even to the point of like not having Patreon as a middleman, although this, that clearly is working for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea is like, who, who can, it's like, why tell them what the value of your comic is? If they got value out of your comic, send what they think is a, a right amount of value in, in, right. in return. And mm-hmm. to like, 
consistently like every single one be like, Hey, I made this for you. It's free. If you found value in it, send value my way. And it's worked for a lot of podcasts in that people you'll be shocked that how much people will value it. Like I've, I've this, one of my main, um, uh, podcasts I listen to regularly has people sending in like 500 bucks, like one person. So it's like, don't, all I'm saying is don't shortchange yourself. You know what I mean? Like, there's people out there who like love this thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And if, if it's your main source of income, don't definitely don't limit yourself to one, um, one way of, uh, receiving income. Like uh, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of, uh, interesting ways to do it. Um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up just cause, uh, I think, uh, it's an interesting thing to look at. If you just Google value for value, you'll, you'll see kind of mm-hmm. how it works and, and what it's about. Um, yeah, it's definitely like a, like a, I guess just like a great time for creators to kind of, like you said, have no middleman and just kind of go directly yeah. to the fans and just kind of be like, Hey, you know, if you want to see more of this, just pay more for it. Like, yeah, you know, totally. they're directly producing the thing you're making. Exactly. It's so exciting, man. Cause like I worked in television for a while and it, I worked on mm-hmm. three different shows, like actual TV shows. And I was all excited. I'm like, Oh my God, I made it. I'm in television. Right. And uh, as an editor, I'm a, a video editor. I'm not like actor mm-hmm. or anything like that. But like the experience was was miserable. And like the the the, the like <laughs> everything that made me excited made me so depressed afterwards. Like I, I like just I, it, it was such a terrible experience. And the more I see people being able to do stuff independently of of like these gatekeeping uh, producer types, the more right. I want to just like support that and like push people to support that like people are so like you look on social media and everyone like hates everything that's on netflix and it's like yeah it's all this stuff and it's like yeah a lot of it is shit so like why don't you like look at stuff like scoob and shag and if you like it like give that guy some fucking money so he's encouraged to do more i was gonna say that too it's like people pay like you know 10 15 bucks a month for like netflix or hulu or amazon to like never watch like 200 uh series and not watch anything when you could just like directly pay for what you want by just like looking for it online you know totally like and there's so many examples of that of just awesome stuff that people are making and i just want to encourage people to 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 support those people like like we should be building an entire like independent and like music movies cartoons fucking comic books like everything like let's mm-hmm. make our own shit and and have these audiences support us like like it's 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 the most important thing to me like you just don't you don't realize how much better that is like 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 every everyone like kind of wants to have a tv show or like their own thing but it's like no dude like the direct feedback from that audience, like like being able to have like an actual relationship with the right. people who actually give a shit about you is the most important thing, I think. Yeah. Um, or even like making something like a like say a TV show isn't something you can do by yourself. Like you need to find yeah. other people that can also do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or like be part of a team and that you can find all of that like online. Totally. It's, like I think that's coming. Like I, I can see I could see I could see a uh, uh, like an indie TV movement coming. Like it, it's, it's mm. so much easier now to make this stuff. It's just like, from my knowledge as like an editor, like it's, it's not as hard as you think. And I think people forgive a lot of like sloppiness when they know that it's coming from just like a group of people. And if it, the, yeah. sto- if the story is good, if like the, the, the thing is cool, like they will support, like, it, I mean, like you're a living example of that. Like, You've made this super weird <laughs> thing that would never would have obviously been like uh, allowed to exist by like some company like like Image Comics isn't going to pay you to make that or whatever <laughs> like or, or Marvel or DC or any of them because it's like you're straight up like just re- remixing other people's IPs and shit but like the fact that the the because you're doing it yourself it created this thing that people can get into and 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 um I'm losing my train of thought here, but like you're just doing <laughs> right. it. You're doing it without that whole system behind you. Yeah. Like it would have been impossible to do this if I had gone through like any kind of like label or like 
totally. company. That's because it would just be a copyright nightmare. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so I see you're like uh, at the end of a lot of your comics, you're you you write like, oh, see you at such and such fest and and, mm-hmm. and all that. How is that experience doing the the conventions for you? Oh, I love doing conventions. They're, yeah. they're so much fun. Yeah, yeah. It's it's such a huge difference getting like feedback from like comments because you know you see like hundreds of them and you're just like you kind of get used to seeing them after a while. But it's such a huge difference to actually like face to face meet people and like tell you like oh my god I like I love your work and stuff like that. And same for like for me like I get to go to these conventions and meet other artists that I'm a fan of that are like and buy like their merch and art and stuff. It, it like. I love going to the conventions just because I like going to conventions. Like it's just like such a cool way to find like other artists and like find cool stuff you wouldn't have seen before. Um, like if you like didn't find it online. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's been a lot of fun. I I go to I go to New York Comic Con and Anime NYC every year now. Nice. I already uh, signed up to do New York Comic Con again this year. So that's cool. It's been a blast. Very very cool. Um, do you know a uh, cartoonist kayfabe? It's a YouTube channel. The name sounds familiar. It's really good. Uh, it's they 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 like they cover just comic books in general, like Western and and manga, and um, mm-hmm. but they're also very much into like this independent spirit and like getting people making more stuff and 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 you know not waiting around to get permission from companies and all that sort of thing. Uh, but they brought up that in Japan, there's all these like specialized comic conventions that are like like fanzine uh, conventions mm-hmm. where and it remind it made me think of your comic, like because people are like they're like making their own Batman comics without permission and selling them at right. these like fanzine co- like, conventions. Mm-hmm. And he's like the 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 YouTuber dude was um, saying that like they're super popular. They're like as big as like American normal, like comic cons. And it, 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 Mm it it made me like, I want to see that here. Like there's gotta be things sort of like that. I would imagine that I don't know. about. I mean, I've heard of like fancy conventions before, but I had no idea they were like that huge. They're they're apparently insane in Japan. Like, like really, really, really big, like huge. Like he was saying, they're like, like air, like air, airplane hangar size buildings filled with, like because like there's the comic culture there is insane obviously right like way way more like more like normies are reading manga on the train whereas here it's like only like manga nerds like you and i are reading manga on the train you know what i mean like it's like it's not weird to for like a like a businessman to be into like one punch man or something right Um, well i think that's starting to happen here where i feel like anime manga is becoming a lot more like normalized than it was before but it's still kind of just like that yes. surface level kind of like you yes. know like naruto yeah, dragon totally. ball and one piece kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. totally um, but it does give me hope that like people are finally like starting to like be in like normal people are starting to be into these kind of more niche uh forms of entertainment like I, yeah. i'm convinced that like not just manga i i I, for a long time, I was like, oh, I fucking hate Western shit. Like, the Japanese stuff is all so much better. Now mm. I'm like, I, I, I have one foot in both worlds, and I really like a lot of, not the superhero stuff. I'll, I'll just, I can never get yeah, into superhero same, shit. Same. I feel like a lot of the Western stuff I've found is from, like, like indie creators and stuff like that. Yes. Not so much from, like, Marvel or DC or anything like that. I think it's the storytelling, man. Like, the stories mm-hmm. feel like they're for children. Like, they feel like, like, for, like, just in a way I'm just not into not to say that they're bad. Like you can be into whatever you want. I don't care. No, you know, no judgment. But it's just like for whatever reason, like the manga stuff feels like the stories have more weight to them, and they feel more there's like more to them. Like there's more gravitas yeah. or something. Like the characters are more fleshed out or something. I think it has something to do with how they're more personal. I feel like yeah, like a lot of those mangas, there's like one guy who's really like the like totally. the creator, the guy working on it. Yeah, and they have they have other people obviously like working with them, but it's still their like baby. It's still their like project, totally. you know. Totally. Whereas a lot of I feel like like Marvel and DC stuff is kind of made by like a team of like the suits, you know. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> it's it's a bummer because like a lot of I I do like Batman. You know what I mean? Like I think it's Batman's cool, but it's like I I don't have any desire to go out and buy the latest Batman comic, which is right. weird because it's like I know that it's 
I just have this feeling like it's not going to be anything I'm super interested in. But like you're saying, all the independent stuff is like really cool. Like I started picking up uh, Love and Rockets, which is very cool. The guys' art mm-hmm. styles, they're the two brothers, or it's three brothers. Uh, the art style is just like awesome. Like it's just so cool. And it's like interesting to just, it's just like a slice of life comic. Like just people right. like, having like a family, having family issues and stuff. Like at least yeah. the ones that I've, I've picked up. Yeah, I haven't um, read it, but I've followed the the art the creators for a while. Yeah, the the art's just cool. Like it's just like man, it's like they don't even use um, like they don't. It's straight up black and white, and then like the hatching is the only way they like like yeah. kind of give stuff depth, and it just looks it's just sick. It's like so impressive. Um, and there, yeah, so like I've gotten more and more into stuff like that, uh, and it, it's made me happy that like mm-hmm. that that does exist here. But yeah, back to like the convention thing. I would love, love to see some kind of like major convention that people are excited about that go to that aren't like laser focused on Marvel and DC, you know? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I, I, I kind of feel that way about like like New York Comic Con, for example. Like I feel like the majority of what's there is like Marvel, DC, Star Wars, that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. I um, forgot Star Wars. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> it's like, just um, like Disney ate all of all, all that stuff and just, yeah. Like, and that's just kind of, you know, the main floor and most people yeah. don't even like know that there's like another area on the second floor where the artist <laughs> alley is <laughs> where, yeah. where I am with all the other like independent, like creators. It's just like, that's where you find all the really cool stuff. Cause yeah, totally. Again, it's just like people, making you know comics they want to see they want to make yeah dude yeah we needed like an indie con that's what we need yeah that, I, like there's um what was it called um do you know that desert island it's like a comic shop in in uh, williamsburg area uh it's pretty cool no. it's like it's it, it's it's worth taking a visit if you're in jersey city um like the the um it's like a well curated shop like they have a lot of this mm-hmm stuff we're talking about like cool independent people and like weird like he has like a whole shelf of like um mm-hmm. uh what do you call it um not antique vintage like vintage weird japanese like comics and stuff and like like not shonen jump but like some weird version of like a shonen jump that you've right. never heard of that like has like that's cool almost porn in it you know what i mean like that, that sort <laughs> yeah. of stuff it's it's pretty cool. He has like a cool collection of weird stuff. It's worth checking out. But I bring it up because he, I guess the guy who owns the place used to put on um, comic comic arts Brooklyn. Is that what it was called? Do you know what I'm talking? That sounds about? familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I never I never got a chance to go, and then uh, they haven't done one since like pre pandemic. So I don't know what mm. what what the deal is with that. But like yeah, that, pandemic's definitely hit conventions pretty hard. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that felt like something that is what we're describing, but it feels mm. like I would love to see more of that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just rambling about yeah. what I want to see. That be, would be really cool. And, and I have been to like comic book stores that do like, you know, display like a lot of indie creators and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, something I've wanted to do for a long time is do physical copies of scoop and shag. I was going to ask if you did like that. So you don't have physical copies at conventions. I feel like you would fucking sell out in a second, dude. I don't. Yeah. I, I've been considering for now, at least doing like, like short like zines maybe yeah. of a couple of, of the chapters that's cool. maybe some of the more popular ones or like the early ones um but yeah for the long time i wanted to like just the idea of having like that like a nice like hardcover copy of like <sighs> totally the whole series would be awesome but um logistically it's like a nightmare because <laughs> so much of the comic is done like vertically oh um, yeah so to transition that into like like a page format totally i'd have forever. to go back yeah i'd have to go back and edit every single panel which yeah. would take forever that is a pain and that's i guess that i, I actually thumbed through uh a lore olympus uh comic the other day because mm-hmm. i wanted to see how they did it because they're also the same problem like they're all vertical um, right and it definitely um definitely feels like all the art is sort of skewed towards the center but I think mm. what they were doing is they were like clipping it and then like kind of staggering it. Uh, oh, okay. It's, yeah. It's kind of how they did it. And then you d- it's not as clear that it was vertical, but it still kind of feels a little different, but it didn't look bad at all. Like it, like yeah. it was totally, it's totally doable, but I, I get what you're saying. I'm right. Just going back. And, so they probably have like an yeah, editor. A they have a guy yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, that's why you need uh, more, more supporters. So you can hire a guy to go back and fucking get in Photoshop <laughs> and clip it up for you. 
Yeah, exactly. There you go. Come on, supporters. You want a physical copy, a badass <laughs> physical copy of uh, Scoob and Shag? You got to support this shit. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just make like the first ever like long book. It was just, like, <laughs> a really long vertical book. It's super thin. Like an ancient <laughs> scroll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh man, yeah, dude. I I I love the idea of doing the zine thing too. Like, I just like I really do like the printed. I've just gotten back into comics in such a hardcore way. Like my grandfather mm. was a. My grandfather was a big nerd and he had like shitloads of comics and he loved video games. And like, mm-hmm. I was like homeschooled and like, uh, like by religious weirdos. So like, I was like sheltered right. from all that shit. They were like, Oh, it's all evil. And then I'd go <laughs> to my grandpa's and be like, check out Spider-Man, check out uh, little Nemo in slumberland. Like just showing me all this cool shit. Yeah. And so I've always had like, I've always had like a soft spot for comics. And uh, just recently I've gotten like heavy back into comics and it's, very inspiring. Like I've always loved to draw. I've always like fantasized about doing a comic and, uh, and, and just seeing like the zines, like again, at this desert Island, he has like a whole rack of like local people just making cool, weird zines. I've been buying a bunch of those and it's like, yeah, man, everyone's got like, not everyone, but people have like these crappy printers. Like why not print out something cool on a, <laughs> you know, on just like a standard note on a standard, uh, printer paper and just, put it out there like like <laughs> it's exciting just to have like a physical thing in these days yeah i think i'm definitely gonna maybe do like a small zine or something like that just so i feel like it'd be good for people that don't like have no idea what the comic is and they can just kind of you know pan through something really quick and be like oh, okay i get it because yeah. so much of <laughs> of doing conventions and meeting people that have no idea what it is is having to explain it to them <laughs> <laughs> yeah good um, luck <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah it's 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 hard (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny yeah man i i I, i'm like working on this thing for myself i want to do like kind of like an autobiographical thing and uh i was thinking i would i would just get it printed for myself just to like have like like just like a physical thing Mm -hmm. but also do like a a quote-unquote bootleg version where it's like literally just printing it off myself on my computer and then just right. like giving that shit out for free. So it's like, if you think this is cool, you could buy the the full color, like nicely printed mm-hmm. version. That 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 could also be like a, a cool way to like work as an ad for you. Like, yeah, like just have like a crappy self-made, not crappy, but like <laughs> not going crazy with the quality self-made zine right. thing to like push people to to buy the the real deal. Yeah, it's like just handing out like a like a preview, basically like an advanced business yeah. card <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and people eat that shit up i'm sure like it's mm. uh it's it's cool uh, like you've built this whole thing man i i'm i'm in, i'm impressed and uh and thankful that you can make something so weird and crazy and be able to like like pay your rent with it that's pretty that's pretty badass yeah you know i'm, I'm super happy and you know proud of how far i've come um, it's incredibly stressful, but <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, like, I think I, I wouldn't go back to like dog walking or like working in restaurants ever again. So totally. um, very cool. Well, I, I, I guess we should probably wrap up. It's getting a little late here, but, um, yeah. and I'm, I'm, uh, I always run out of steam after like an hour. I gotta like, uh, get my podcasting, uh, uh, muscle up or something here. <laughs> yeah. I've done a few podcasts already and it's always like. I don't know. I don't know how you guys do it. Like, I, I can't like, I feel like I already feel like I'm losing my voice. You know? <laughs> totally. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, I just like talking to people and meeting people who are doing cool stuff. So that's, that's my impetus, but yeah, it's, it is a bit much. It does. It does. Uh, it does uh, make me sleepy afterwards. I'm going to sleep well. Tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, cool, man. Um, this was really great. I, I really enjoyed talking to you. Um, and yeah, congratulations so absolutely congratulations on all your success and i'm Thank excited you. to uh to see the continued uh adventures of scoob and shag and uh i guess what my last question is like uh, when you complete this thing because i saw i saw you like wrote a message about like wanting to have like a good ending and like wrap mm-hmm. it up in a way that feels satisfying to you like do you have thoughts about what your next project will be uh, yeah, I've had kind of an idea in the oven that I've kind of been cooking for a little bit, 
nothing set in stone. It's just kind of an idea right now because mm-hmm. I, you know, I still want to work on Scuba and Shag as long as I can, um, but still kind of plan out something for when it does end eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably not going to be for a while. Uh, <laughs> yeah, are you going full manga, like like going forever as long as you can go? That's what's like the cool part about the the manga series is just how much how many volumes there are of something mm. that you like. Like if you click with something like there's like right. a million pages of, of worth re, uh, worth reading of this thing. So is that, is that your goal? Like do the, yeah, full... I feel like there's a lot of potential to tell the story and kind of like, like arcs or like, you know, in pieces until it kind of eventually gets to its end naturally. Yeah. Um, but I think there's so much I can still do like before then. Fair um, so yeah, I want to keep it going as long as I can. And then like, move on to the next thing you know once it starts it feels like it has to end you know and i, <laughs> and I need to do something else <laughs> totally well i'm along for the ride man it's really really cool super fun very funny like you have a great sense of humor and uh and your action mm. scenes are excellent like it's super fun to watch just like you go through these different uh just different genres like pretty expertly like you should be proud man you. you you uh you crush it on every level, <laughs> art, story, it. and just entertainment value in general. Uh, Thanks, that means a lot. I encourage everyone to check out. Uh, where do you Where do you want me to push them? Like scubanshag.com, webtoon, or yeah, scubanshag.com is all my links. Webtoon, if you want to read the comic, and then Twitter, if you want to hear me talk about random bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> is that underscore scubanshag? Is that what it is? Yeah, underscore scubanshag. Cool. Yeah, check this stuff out. It's really really cool. Even if you don't like comics, you can get into this. I'm telling you, it's got a, it stars all these characters you know and love in a fucked up, weird way <laughs> that uh, <laughs> is exciting to watch unfold. Uh, and we need more people reading comics. We need more people supporting independent people, making cool shit. If you are yes. sick and tired of crappy <laughs> Netflix shows, stop paying them money and look at cool independent stuff like Scoob and Shag and pay for that. <laughs> And with that, I will uh, I will end the stream and thank everyone for listening. Bye.